What are you talking about? Real spiel. Yes, real. Yes, yes, real indeed. Much love, respect, and appreciation to those of you tuning into the podcast. Uh, it's Tuesday around 3.30 p.m. Uh, Jake was just telling me how I used to be a Fed, or at least a Fed informant. And uh, I was telling him how Feds used to ask me to inform on people. Well, not used to. They asked me one time when I got pulled over in my old Isuzu Rodeo. Anybody listening to this podcast familiar with me in high school knows I had a blue Isuzu Rodeo truck with two 12-inch subwoofers in the back. They used to play a lot of Lil Wayne, Carter II. Uh, when I was driving around campus, uh, Tallahassee, Florida State, around 2010, summertime, this cop pulled me over and I just so happened to have an empty bottle of Sky Vodka in the back. So that just tells you the year and what my budget was looking like because we was drinking that Sky, that aqua blue bottle. It's very pretty. And I had about a dime sack of Reginald quality weed. And these dudes pulled me over. Car smelled like weed. I was on my way to roll up another one. I had blunts in the middle console. And it was two campus police officers. So they were friendly enough to let me go with a warning that a federal or, you know, Tallahassee State uh, trooper would be giving me a call in regards to where I get my weed from. Thank goodness that call never came. But I'm familiar with Jake's fear. Down there in the Keys Dealing with uh, well, no, cops This was in Ocean City Ocean City Oh so this is in Maryland This is in Maryland yeah. So no wonder they weren't cool cops Yeah no But no I mean like Like I said The information I gave Like Was brushing that line of True and not true So it didn't really help Nobody did a bid on Jake's behalf Let's just say that no. Nobody did He's not 6'9 in over here No No None of that all. Not at all Never that <laughs> We had a Super Bowl on Sunday. It was... Uh, yes, sir. It was entertaining. It was intriguing. Uh, Jake won some money, so he's happy about it. I yeah, wish yeah. I'd have bet. Shit. I mean, it, either way, if if you didn't bet on the game, I still think it was a good game. Good is a relative word. It was a good quarter. The fourth quarter was very fun. Other than that, it was a whole bunch of Kansas City shit in the bed. I mean, 10-10 at half. Okay, good first half. Great like, first half, actually. I mean, yeah, no, I thought it was pretty good. It was a I good mean, game. What the Niners came out, you know, came out look pretty strong, and uh, Jimmy D did something I didn't think he was gonna do. I mean, he was seventeen of nineteen to start the game. What do you mean? He was getting babysat the whole first half. I could have done that, bro. All right, I'm being a little. All right, I'm over-exaggerating here, but there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that could have did what Jimmy G did for $30 million. I'm saying, I'm saying. what I'm They going to get rid of his ass. Bro, what I'm saying is, is for what Jimmy G is, what we know Jimmy G to be, I didn't expect him to go 17 of 19 for his first 19. I mean, we talked about it on the last cast. He went 34 of 36 against the Saints for whatever he went for and beat Drew Brees in New Orleans. So we know the guy can play football. Look, he didn't, didn't end well, he didn't end well by any means. Did he end well? But, I mean... I think a lot of it is on Shanahan. Yes. You're averaging six yards a carry running the ball, and you shy away from the run? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we saw up 10. We saw Shanahan pull a 2014. We pulled a Shanahan, pull a Shanahan? Yeah, that was like, when When was that? When the Patriots came, came back, back from 28? 28 to 3? Yeah. Against the Falcons? Like, 
Yeah, so same exact offensive scheme, and we could blame Shanahan all day, but but at the end of the day, it's the, he didn't play the game. If we gonna mitigate and delineate blame here, Jimmy G need to step up. If you got the balls to take a porn star out in L.A., you should have the balls to complete a couple wide open throws in the fourth quarter of the Look, Super Bowl, son. Yes, yes, no, I agree. But you know, and another thing is, people are questioning Shanahan and how he called it, didn't call the timeouts before half. I understand the criticism, but at the same time. Jimmy G completed that pass. I completely to forgot Kittle. about the fact. Yeah, to Kittle. To Kittle. That's a whole different ball game. If that's that pass interference, which I do think was pass interference, and I was happy about because I want money off it. But it could have not been called. It could have been called. It could have went either way. As a former defensive player and a fan of when defensive get breaks in big games, I loved the call. But hey. if you're going to call that call there, you got to call it no. on Kyle Rudolph Look. against the damn Saints I'm, in Minnesota. I'm happy they made the call. I'm just saying, like, he did catch it. That was a nice throw to him there. But it was he a did great miss catch. Emmanuel Sanders wide open in, on the last drive. Yeah, and he missed George Kittle wide open on an underneath route, like five yards in front of him. All this besides the point. Kansas City won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes did what he was supposed to do as Mahomie magic. Do you think he should have won MVP? I think Damian Williams could have won it. You could make an argument, but it's the quarterback position. Of course he got it. I, well, I know that, but I'm saying, do you think he should have? I think he should have because his fourth quarter performance was great. Without him, they're not there. Without him, they don't make those throws to Tyreek Hill, that throw to Kelsey, okay, that okay. run. I, okay, I'm just saying. He made I, some big plays. I, I was going to say. How many running backs did you put in Damian Williams' you, position to do that? I was going to say to you, though, you could make the argument, but you said it. You could make the argument for Damian Williams. You could make the I'm argument. I'm just saying. But how many quarterbacks can do what but Pat, Pat Mahomes shit to bed for three and a half quarters then came out, scored 21 in eight minutes. Like, I was so happy. You know? That was a terrible throw to Warner when he threw that interception. The one pick was great by Terrell Brooks that he scooped up off the turf. But that throw to Warner was just, what are you doing, Pat? Yeah. That was like some Jay Cutler shit. Hey. Where it's like, damn, you got a great arm, but what what's and that decision making? And then Sammy Watkins with the in, the inside cut, which he said he saw Devontae Adams do. Yeah, he broke so that's rich. That's how he knew it. So yeah. he like cut in and cut out. Dude, that I was so excited when that pass happened. Yeah, he broke rich off something proper. And I was wrong in my pick. I picked the 49ers right before the game. I think leading up to it on my podcast, I alluded to possibly picking the Chiefs. But right before the game, I picked the Niners on Instagram. And everybody had me pegged as an idiot. But I was right for about three and a half quarters. So y'all motherfuckers don't know football, all right? Usually defense and solid running game wins in those situations. And if you have a, an offensive coordinator or a, co- uh, a head coach that's worth the shit in terms of managing the clock... Like you said before the half there, and just using Mostert the way he should have so you can get your prop bet 100% completed. Two touchdowns for him, two touchdowns for Damian Williams. Going to motherfucking Red Lobster afterwards. Dude, it's, it was it was close. I was going to bet Kyle Juszczyk to score plus 800, right? My coworkers talked me out of it. Yeah, Kyle's... They, they I were had like, him. oh, he hasn't touched the ball all postseason. I was like, what? And then I looked at... He hadn't. And then I didn't bet it, and I should have bet it. Because plus 800 for like $50... And plus 800, you make $400? Phew. That would have been nice. But I did make money, so I'm happy. Like, you know. Yeah, he's like a souped up Mike Allstop back there, or a souped up Peyton Hillis or something. He's one of the rare, like, fullbacks. Yeah, one of the last of a dying breed. He, I'd call him an H back. Yeah, because he, he, he goes out and catches it. Yeah. They run an offense from 1945. I mean, Bienemy talked about it in the post game uh, presser when they asked him where that little spin play they did was from. When they were in the backfield and all of them coordinated, the did the sink spin? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And a little but, rotation. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came from a 1949 Rose Bowl with the USC and Ohio State or some shit. So all that stuff is just repeating itself. We always talk about how football is a copycat league. It's as old as time, bro. If you've seen it, it's probably happened before. Run and shoot offenses, different iterations of run styles. It's all the same stuff. But as we transition out of football, I was very excited to see three Pittsburgh Steelers go into the Hall of Fame. All right, the NFL honors had Bill Cowher get up in there, Troy Palomalu, and I'm going to shout out my boy Isaac Bruce because I used to be a huge St. Louis Rams fan back in 98. They were the greatest show on turf. Yeah, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy Isaac Bruce got in. He I got in. They all are deserving. Steve Hutchinson got in. I think he's a first ballot dude who's like one of the best guards of all time. So it was a good class. Uh, what else happened with the NFL honors? Uh, Steve Harvey was up there being corny as hell. Lamar, MVP. Yeah, Lamar got MVP. Stephon Gilmore. Unanimous. Second. There was something else that pissed me off about the awards. Oh, so there was a dance move. And we talked about it on one of the other podcasts. Greatest celebration of the NFL season. For some reason, they were really highlighting dances this season. Now, the not fun league, for once, allowed players to start dancing and celebrating again after Antonio Brown got in trouble for twerking two years ago. Kelsey and all these other dudes brought dancing back. Well, the Seattle Seahawks had a little number that been famous in Motown and uh, uh, I guess you could call it New Jack Swing circles for years. I mean, we know this move and you can even do a side by side comparison, which I think somebody was kind enough to do on Facebook, Instagram, whatever that went viral. It's motherfucking new edition. All right. They called it the NSYNC dance or some shit. They said it was from Bye Bye Bye. Are you kidding me? Y'all, white people got to have everything. All right. I get that it's the NFL and all the owners are of a certain ilk and hue if we're talking about skin tone. Except one. An owner? Yeah. A little shy. Yeah, shad. But, man, them, them dudes from the Middle East be more prejudiced than white dudes in America. Hey, I was just saying. You're he's, right. He's not white. You're damn right. He not. But all that being said, I was pretty upset that they couldn't even give New Edition the proper credit for a dance that's directly out of their music video. That... Is online for you to research. It's, it's just that was very frustrating to me. Yeah, that's it. That's all I had on NFL honors and Steve Harvey doing a monologue. He thought he thought it was so edgy. He thought he oh I didn't see it, so I can't really comment. Uh, uh, racial inequality in the NFL. That's the issue. Y'all gonna clap even if you don't want to. Uh, everybody's already clapping, Steve. We know. We need more black coaches. More. You're the one that's late to the party. You're the one that works for Fox. All right. You're the one that's late. But anyway, uh, we can get off football. I, well, I, no, 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 no. Oh, go ahead. Because I'm a little, I'm a little upset. Football hmm. season's over, man. Hmm? We gotta wait till August. I mean, I guess the XFL, XFL, it's coming up on Saturday. Hey, bite your tongue. I got a few friends playing in the XFL. All right. Hey, hey, we'll see how it is. We'll see. We know how it happened. What happened with it last time? But you know, it's cool. Is a lot of things that the XFL did. The NFL incorporates now. Mm. Like, the XFL has Steadicam first. I'm pretty sure. Like, dude on the field. Like, in the play. Like, running with the play. That's going to be And then dope. they were like, nah, we can't do that. But, uh, so they stopped doing that. But they had the Steadicam. Yeah, the NFL kind of took that aspect of it. That's going to be dope. But uh, we'll see how it is, yeah. But, yeah, no more, like, NFL football until August. Well, one thing about the Super Bowl I didn't mention was the fact they had 102 million Super Bowl viewers. I remember at a time... Might have been 2006 at its peak. 180 million? 
210 million well, people were I watching. I this is in the top 10 or something like that. Yeah, they said this is the 10th most watched. I'm like, that's, I mean, that's kind of low. And they said this is an incline in viewership over the last five years. I'm like, what the fuck are people watching? That's not even a third of America. It's that's about, crazy. It's just about a third. I mean, not if you include illegals. And you would think more illegals would have watched this one because it used to be the not for fun league. What I now it's now for Latins after the Super Bowl. I it's mean, been in Miami how many times? Ten times? How many times have they one hundred percent catered to the Latin audience to the extent that J Lo, Shakira, you got Pitbull performing? Pitbull didn't perform. Yeah, he did. He performed in the pre-show. Oh, in the pre-show, oh, they didn't perform in bro, the Super Bowl. Every single performance. That was for entertainment purposes around music was Latin based. Yeah. Motherfuckers wearing colorful shirts and shit. All the Speaking of the ahead. halftime show. Mm. Sorry to interrupt. Mm. I liked it. Oh, I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was enjoy- immensely. It was entertaining. There cause there's been some that I'm like just I'm like, I don't even want to watch this. And mm. I'm it was I'm just saying, like not yeah. even because Shakira and J Lo look good, but the whole thing was just enjoyable. It was a great dance number. Great costumes. I would say Janet Jackson has a gripe with the NFL because, I mean, now it's all about free the nipple. She didn't even show her nipple. She just showed a little tit. J-Lo whole ass was out. And that's a lot of ass. Even though it's a 50-year-old ass now, still an ass I'd like to see. And she showed it on Fox. I'm not hearing any concerns. My kids were watching. No, people are online. People, people are, are making a deal, a, a big deal out about, about it. Saying, we boy, talked I, about it this morning on the news. I could damn near see the imprint. You know what I'm talking about? That that moose knuckle. You could see it when she shook that thing, boy. But yeah, I, I I'm just saying. Lil Duval said Shakira built like him. <laughs> How about die? I was like, damn. I do remember Shakira having more body than that. But yeah, I mean, you're 45 now. I mean. For 45, she still looks amazing. Uh, shit, for 35, she looks amazing. Yeah, she's 43. J-Lo's 50. They both look pretty damn good. Spot on. And it's not like 10 years from now they're going to get much more ragged. I mean, they're going to stay good looking. Money d- tends to do that. Tends to preserve you. Um, but it's just funny how how they turn the NFL Super Bowl into Havana Nights. Like, it was, it was interesting. Uh, like, they're definitely trying to pick up a new audience. Uh... All that being said, is that all we got on NFL? Yeah, I'm good. Ravens open next year at the uh, second best odds to win the Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs probably have the first. Again, NFL honors. Coach Harbaugh won Coach of the Year. I believe. Tomlin should have won. He, he should have won, could have won. I'm glad he didn't because it's damn near a bite of death. This is what I'm going to call. John Harbaugh might be fired in the next year because what were you crying about a year ago on the podcast? We need Matt LaFleur. We need an offensive mind to come in here and change things. Next year, y'all damn near win the AFC and John Harbaugh wins coach of the year. I didn't say I wanted Matt LaFleur. You wanted somebody but like I that. Did, I did want them to fire John Harbaugh. Exactly. But he had a good year. I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't. I don't think he should have won coach of the year. No, Tomlin could have got it, but I was looking up a list of coaches that have won coach of the year and then got fired the next year. Tony Dungy in Tampa Bay. Tomlin should have got it. Or Shanahan, honestly, should have got it. The Niners were trash last year. Granted, yeah. Jimmy G was hurt, but they were terrible. Like I say, it's a it's a bite of death. It's it's a kiss of death. I keep calling it a bite of death. It's we'll, a kiss of death. We'll see. It's a blessing in disguise not getting it from my boy Mike because he's going to be there for the long haul. I think John is going to be out next year because I'm calling the Ravens win 9 to 10 games because Greg Roman's going to move on. And what's going to end up happening is people are going to point at John and going to say, well, we got the MVP. What's wrong, John? Well, nah, the, we need an offensive the, mind. 
This is just what I'm predicting. All I, the jobs already got hot, hired out. I'm just predicting. I'm predicting he gets fired next year, and maybe you guys bring in Eric Bieniemy or somebody like that. That'd be tight. That's that's just beat Stradamus right there. That's all but, I got on NFL. But, that, I don't think, but we'll see. We'll see. To be continued in 2021. Uh, Zion is hooping. That is something I was right about as well. I recall saying, who is stopping this man from getting 10 rebounds and 18 points a game? That is about what he's averaging in 30 minutes of play. I think he puts up about 21 and 10 right now. Balling. In every every measurable way that you can put this man up against other players, he's different. He's the third heaviest player in the league, and he's six foot six. The other two are seven foot six and seven foot four, respectively. It is ridiculous and anomaly that he exists, but he does, and I'm thankful for it. We need this man in a dunk contest. We yeah, need Zach Levine in a dunk contest. Yes. We need John Morant in a dunk contest. This shit is in Chicago. How Zach Levine committed to doing the three point contest. That's like Jalen Shakira coming to the Super Bowl and deciding to sing instead of dance. You know why we came. We want to see you shake your ass. Yeah, you, you can sing a little bit, but shake your ass. All right, Zach, can you shoot? Of course you can. Dunk the motherfucking basketball. I want to see Aaron Gordon. I want to see Zach Levine. And I want to see John Morant. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue that. I don't want to see Dwight Howard in the dunk contest. Like, no offense. What is he going to do that's going to wow me? Uh, I mean, he's going to do a tribute to Kobe Bryant that's going to be beautiful, even though Kobe didn't really respect this man as a basketball player. He's going to maybe jump over something and bring out the Superman cape. And from all accounts, Dwight's athleticism is bad. I know he's, he looks slimmer, and he's been really, really bouncy for the Lakers this year. So who's to say he can't come out there and do something crazy? Like when he won the dunk contest back in the day, it was impressive. Uh, yeah, back in the day, but like... It was like 10 years ago. But for a guy who's seven foot tall, like what? I just don't know what he's gonna do. He's six ten. He's like more impressive for little dudes. Like you've never is. seen a seven foot dude jump from the fucking free throw line. No, no, no. I mean, it, he looks good when he jumps through the air. At least he used to, like I said, because he's not quite at that freakish line. Like I remember when Javale McGee was in a dunk contest, and it was like, what are y'all? He should have won. He should have won that year. He got robbed because Blake jumped over the Kia. He he won. But Blake is Blake. McGee should have won. He dunked. Two balls. Two balls I on different rims. like Bro, just because your arms are 18 feet long. Man, that shit is still tough. I, he did something crazy, though. I can't remember I what. remember what he did. He dunked like two balls at once or something crazy. It looked like He looked like a spider dunking. People just couldn't comprehend the fact that he did it. So that's why he didn't won. win. He should have won. But and that's, a, that's a, for another day. Man, we need more competitive dunk contests. And this one hasn't even aired yet, but they need to bring it back, bro. Aaron Gordon did a good job with Zach Levine. What was that, two years ago? Uh, it's a little more than that, I think. But two it was or still, three years ago. It's still pretty awesome. It's the most memorable one that I have on wax. Yeah. Bro, I know he's older now, and he'd probably never do it. He said that LeBron needs to do a dunk contest. Yeah, there, sh- there should be an OG dunk contest. I mean, the thing is, those dudes get too old. I was about to say, maybe the big three will do an all-star version of their weekend. Or maybe the big three will collaborate with the NBA at some point. And the OGs that can still jump will do shit like that. Like Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson can still be in a dunk contest. Probably. Definitely. He can still do some between-the-legs shit that would impress people at his height. So, yeah, I would be down for that. I'd be down to see LeBron do it, but he never will. No, he never will. I think it'd be sweet, though. Do you remember when he was with the Heat? I think it was 2015, 2016, when it was like preseason or pregame the whole season. He would put on mini dunk contests, 
and they'd be on Instagram sometimes at practice. He would throw the ball off the wall and do some crazy shit. He said that was his blessing to people. Like, that would be what he would do in a dunk contest. But I still want to see it in a dunk contest. Like, competitive environment. Like, you're going to be judged. Like, let's fucking do it. I think the same reason he never did the dunk contest at that age is why he didn't like to drive to the paint and go to the line. You know what I'm saying? And shoot for uh, the win. You know what I'm saying? At the the beginning of his career. I feel like he was scared of that. And I feel like the dunk contest was a moment when all eyes would have been on him and people would have been expecting the world. And he used to always say, well, I'm not the best dunker. There are people that are better dunkers than me. I'm a good in-game dunker. He used to have all this bullshit he used to say. And I would always say, what are you talking about? You're LeBron. We just want to see it, dog. Kobe did it. Michael Jordan did it. Just do it. Like, he would win just based on principle. All he has to do is come in there and dunk from the free throw line once. And people would, oh, 50. Yeah, and he would need, he'd probably have some creative dunks. He's done them. We've seen them. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It, it was a robbery of, of the highest regard. But um, also, I wanted to talk about uh, dividing Hall of Fames. Because they've been talking a lot about Hall of Fame caliber players and players that should get into the Hall and players that shouldn't. And I was listening to this podcast, uh, The Great Book of Basketball 2.0, Bill Simmons. It's talking about Anton Jameson. And, like, Anton Jameson is going to get into the Hall of Fame at some point. 20,000 points. He's got a championship. Like, at some point, a guy like that is probably going to get into the Hall. And he's going to be on the same list as Kobe Bryant, you know, to say a great name posthumously. It should be divisional. There should be... I know people say there aren't hallways in the Hall of Fame, but there should be. Especially in the Basketball Hall of Fame because it's basketball. You know, motherfuckers from the Harlem Globetrotters is in the Hall of Fame. It's it's ridiculous. There should be an NBA, and there should be a college, and there should be, you know, individual team Hall of Fames. Like, there should be, you know, some legendary type shit. Like, people talk about uh, Mount Rushmore's for basketball. There really needs to be an area where there's a Mount Rushmore dedicated to certain players. Actually, you know what? Uh, Morgan Wooten, he was the coach at DeMatha, mm. the private school over here. Mm-hmm. Big name in basketball. He's in the NBA. He's in the, Hall of, he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be, but the fact that high school dudes and college dudes and pro dudes are all in the same hall is a little ridiculous to me. I think we're past that. Uh, I don't know. I think if it's just a basketball hall of fame, like, I think that's all-encompassing. I think that's good enough for me. No, I'm not saying do away with the basketball hall of fame. I'm just saying for the layman fan, if you're telling the history of basketball and you're putting up the wall of all the great names. It's not like, you know, I don't want to compare basketball players to soldiers, but it's not like Vietnam where you just put all the names on the same list. Everybody died in war, so we all count them as the same. No. You know, some people got purple hearts and medals of honor and valor. And those and I get that's what MVPs and shit are for. But damn it, there needs to be certain dedications to people. Like in the NFL Hall of Fame, you get a bus. You know what I'm saying? You get that bus. And your bus is put in a certain area of the Hall of Fame. Now, I've never been to Cooperstown, MLB, but I've been told that when you go there, there's different areas. There's like wings. So it should be that way for the Hall of Fame in football. It shouldn't just be like all defensive backs in the same place. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, the NFL 100 should have their own wing of the Hall of Fame. All those dudes need to be separate. 
from, I'm not going to say the scrubs, because there's a lot of dudes that should be on the NFL 100 that weren't, but still. I don't know. Hall of Fame is like the highest honor, you know? I just feel like... Exactly. You just said it. Highest honor. Yeah. If you're capable of the highest honor, and you're capable of the highest honor, at that point, we're Hall of Famers. Like, it's the other stats that deem who's better. I don't know. I don't think it... I don't think there's be tears. You can just look at the stats of who's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Eli Manning and Dan Fouts are going to get into the same place that Joe Montana, Tom Brady, and Pat Mahomes is getting into. And let's speak on that. Pat Mahomes, is he, like, is he that guy? Dude, I think the NFL and the AFC is going to be fun for a while. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about in terms of sports, though. Like, I don't know if Pat Mahomes is still, like, if I talk about Pat Mahomes to my mom right now, I don't know if, you know, for lack of a, term, a better term, he's wetting panties out there, you know? Like, oh, like, oh. Tom Brady's still the face of the NFL. Like, if you're talking about the face of pro sports right now, most exciting people to watch, most people are still talking about LeBron James or Steph Curry or something like that. But I'm saying Pat Mahomes. He could he could be. He should. I think him between him and Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson the best ticket in sports to me. Hell yeah, he's entertaining. Entertaining as hell. <laughs> yeah, he's the best ticket in the NFL. It was so funny how quick people turned on him. Yeah. After that playoff game, like, they praise him all year. They got his dick way down their throat all year. And then he has a bad game. And it's not even a bad game if you look at his stats. Like, over 300 yards passing, 140 yards rushing. Yeah. It's it's rough. And it's like, oh, it's Lamar Jackson. Oh, is he really? Oh, da, da, da. Hold up. This dude's lost five games in his career. Like, put a pause. You were just all over him. Yeah, it really just shows the nature of human beings. The fact everybody was so quick to jump down this man's throat the minute he showed humanity. And he still had, what, 340 and, we talked about it, 340 and 120 or something like that? Yeah, it was a lot. No. So, I mean, same thing with Pat Mahomes. We're saying he shat the bed for the first three quarters. Man was just human. Yeah. He was just a human being in the NFL. A Super Bowl. A bad game, yeah. (laughs) Bad game till he turned it around in the fourth. Yeah, that was the first bad game I've that, literally the first bad throw I think I've ever seen him make was in the Super Bowl at age 24. So at least he won because I would hate to see him go down like Marino because it's crazy we don't talk about Dan Marino in the same light as Joe Montana, Tom Brady. People who saw him play did or do, but apparently Dan Marino had Pat Mahomes type shit. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't obviously I. Didn't see Dan Marino play, and if I did, I don't remember it. But uh, he was exciting, yeah, apparently to watch. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl in his first year or second year as a starter or something like that. Never went back. Well, hey, Mahomes has one now. But I think he's going to be – they're going to be pretty good for a while. They will be. Uh, Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes building their own little mini dynasty. I think – honestly, I think it's going to be a one-off. I think they'll get one Super Bowl. I mean, they have to – They'd have to get it before his next contract. Contract, yeah. Because his next contract, he's going to command like forty million plus a year. Yes. He's going to get paid. It's going to be so funny how other agents walk into NFL executive offices like, so Mahomes got, and these owners going, all right, all right, stop right there, stop right there, shut the fuck up. Kirk Cousins is not Pat Mahomes and never will be. Yo, I was going to say Kirk too. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry, Kirk. That ain't flying, bro. Like, whoever the agent for whoever it is, like, Jameis Winston agent, 
he gonna have to go in there and just put one bullet in the gun and like, all right, we're playing Russian roulette. What do you want? <laughs> like Russell Wilson's agent when he comes in there and try to renegotiate. All right, uh, Lamar's agent gonna go in there and talk about some reckless numbers. He's gonna be the only one that has a case. Where he goes in there and says, all right, Pat got 40. Shit, Lamar need 37. <laughs> Lamar need 35. What what, what we got from? We got 80 million guaranteed? Oh, no. We walking. Because Joe got 60. <laughs> like, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. Because we just talked about it on the last podcast that didn't have to do with Kobe Bryant. These NFL teams that have been good the past couple years have had cheap quarterbacks and cheap rosters in general. They do it on the rookie deals. Except the Seahawks. They've been doing it good. Uh... I mean, if you if you looked at all the AFC versus NFC teams, I don't know if you saw that that graphic. infographic, but it was like all the AFC quarterbacks are getting paid, like not a little because what they get paid is a lot, but in respect to what quarterbacks make is like kind of low. And then you looked at the NFC quarterbacks, and they were all making buku buku bread. It's wild, and a lot of those quarterbacks contracts are coming up, so the market's about to shift, and the power's about to shift because. But after this year, I don't know that we're going to have football for a while. Because <laughs> the bargain agreement's up, and I don't think they're going to agree. I think we're going to have another strike. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot about the lockout. Lockout's coming up. Uh, players, I heard, have been saving their money. I know a couple players that are posting about financial empowerment and taking care of your own wealth and stability. So I hope, for their sake, that's the case. But with... Little, uh, what do you call them? Sister leagues, uh, not volunteer leagues. What are they called? Fundamental leagues. Like, what? What is the D league? Developmental leagues. Yeah. With little developmental leagues and farm systems like the XFL, uh, that bullshit. Whatever we watch, AAA league that came and went in the snap of a finger. With stuff like that, it's gonna. It's plenty of players out here. It's plenty of scabs that are gonna be willing to pay. It'll have to take. The superstars sitting out and ratings dipping substantially for the league to say, all right, we're going to go ahead and capitulate to NFL players. Because Bob McNair said it best. We don't want the prisoners wanting the prison. R.I.P. Bob McNair, former owner of Houston Oilers and then Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about a minute on the Internet. I saw an infographic that broke down. What happens every minute on the internet? And I'm not including porn in that. Because we talked about porn, it'd just be a totally different infographic and it'd be a little too sticky. How many users do you think watch videos on YouTube every minute on the internet? Hundred million? Ah, no. Uh four point five million. Oh. Oh, every oh no. minute, every minute. YouTube users watch 4.5 million videos every minute. So it doesn't say how many users, but 277,000 stories every minute posted on Instagram. 694,000 hours of content streamed every minute are starting to be streamed every minute on Instagram or on Netflix. That's crazy. It's a lot of motherfuckers vegging out on the couch. 9,772 Uber rides taken. Sheesh. $160,000 in cash processed in Venmo every minute. 1.4 million swipes every minute on Tinder. 
That's a lot of gonorrhea. Uh, didn't expect that to come to, for that. Yeah, didn't expect that. But the biggest number on here and the one that troubles me the most, 18 million texts sent every minute through mobile devices. And that tells me that a lot of people are distracted at work, a lot of people distracted on the road, and a lot of people don't know how to have a conversation face-to-face. Because I would much rather just call somebody. I don't like texting. Unless you're confirming plans or saying good morning or something, sending a GIF, something stupid like that. I don't want to text you. Don't send me some long conversation, some thought piece that I need to put edits into and shit because people text in three word, you know, sentences. It's ridiculous. So I would much rather just have a conversation. I'd much rather see these numbers boost up in terms of, you know, Skype usage or I don't know. Yeah, what does it say? 231,000 Skype calls made every minute. We need to boost that number up. I want to see those numbers flip. A lot of that Skype shit is probably for business. So I take that back. No more business meetings. That one, one's tough because like not everyone has Skype. Yeah. Well, FaceTime. They're probably not measuring FaceTime. You know, Apple doesn't release their shit. This probably doesn't even count Apple messages because text messages are not iMessages. If iMessages was included in here, it'd probably be fucking 150 million. Yeah, it'd be a lot. It'd be a lot more. See, that's coded language right there. But yeah, that's a cute, uh, a cool little thing I saw on socialmediatoday.com if y'all want to check it out. Uh, wanted to talk a little bit about the UFC 247 card coming up this weekend. John Jones will be defending his lightweight title for the 10th or 11th or 12th time or some shit like that against Dominic Reyes. I always tune in for a John Jones fight. And for the layman fan, John Jones, Conor McGregor. You know, these are names that you usually associate with MMA, UFC. So, definitely tune in for the fight. But another heavyweight is fighting on the card, and that is Derek Lewis. Black Beast. Yo, I love him. Hey. My Derek, balls is hot. Derek Lewis, so funny, dude. Yeah, that interview, like, launched him on social media, for real. Best Instagram in the game, and one of the best right hands. So, Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. That shit was so funny, dude. A ferocious puncher. I'm very excited to see him fight. I'm very excited to see Valentina Chevchenko defend her 125-pound title. It's it's a fun card for me. Dan E just fighting. Uh, Juan Adams, an up-and-comer, uh, up-and-coming heavyweight. So, solid card to watch, but obviously, John Jones is the main attraction. Tune in to watch him whoop that ass. Dominic Reyes, former uh, dude, had a cup of coffee with the New York Jets, I think, as a linebacker, a tight end or some shit. Athletic guy, but just another victim of the John Jones train, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, John Jones is pretty exciting to watch. He's probably the best fighter. like Best of all, all time, of in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think he's just going to win. Yeah, it's like him and Khabib. And uh, we got Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder coming up February 22nd. We'll have plenty of time to talk about it, but I'm definitely picking Deontay Wilder to win that. And we've talked about it on every podcast that's come up just because we're we're waiting with bated breath like a Shakespeare uh, play over here. Yeah, I'm ready for it. I was rooting for Tyson Fury last fight. Well, good fight, but kind of for Tyson Fury. This fight, I would pick Wilder to win. Yeah, I'm always rooting for Wilder just because he's the American fighter. My boy got it out in the mud. He's proven that 
you can just be an athlete, somebody that picks up the sport late. You can get it done, even though it's unheard of. Yeah. Tyson Fury. It's just hard not to write, it's, but it's not hard not to root for Tyson Fury. I love Tyson. The mental health stuff. Yeah, and then like he said, Deontay Wilder's like who saved his life. <laughs> like he just came back to boxing because he wanted to fight. Like I guess he just wanted to fight Deontay Wilder. And that's the best part about this matchup: the immense respect they have for each other outside of the ring. But once they get inside the ring, they got respect for the sport of boxing. So you know they're gonna come with it. And Tyson says he's gonna come at him. And we talked about it last time. I don't see that. Excuse me. I don't see that style working out in his favor. All that being said, a lot of sports, a lot of fun. We talked about a lot. It's been about 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I do want to talk, tell you that story, though. I mean, you've heard it before. But uh, so, like, just the Kobe thing had me reflecting. Because, like, it's unfortunate, obviously, that he passed away. No one deserves that. And, like. It's crazy that that happened. All the families, Altabellis. Right. To everyone and all their families. It just made me think of the times that, like, I could have died off some wild shit. And one of them is, like, uh, I got when I got kidnapped on my way to work. That one I think about. Like, I think about a few, but. This is a hilarious story. He actually came over after that happened, didn't you? Uh, it might have been that day. It might have been a, it was a like few within days a day. after. I don't know. It was, like, within a day or two. But, so, I was, like. I work early in the morning because, you know, for my job. So I was on my way to work. It's 3.30 in the morning. I'm riding down the street. And this dude runs across the street when I'm coming, riding down the street. And I'm like, this is a weird time for uh, somebody running across the street. But the only car on the road is going. So I slow down, whatever. I'm thinking he's going to keep running. He doesn't. Stays in the lane. So I stop. And then he's just standing there. Pulls up his shirt, shows me a gun, and, like, points at the car, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. So comes, he gets in the car. It's like, turn around and don't say a word. I was like, all right, man. So I go to make the U-turn. I really did say it. Like, I don't know why I kept talking, even though he told me not to. <laughs> even though he told me not to. So I was like, all right. So I went to make the U-turn. He's like, no, no, no. Keep driving straight. And I was like, all right. So he, we're driving up the road, and he's like, he's like, some things aren't worth losing your life over, man. Just don't say a fucking word. So I'm like, all right. So I'm driving, and he's like, I pissed my fucking pants. He told me he pissed himself. He's like, I pissed my pants. I'm a Secret Service agent. In my head, obviously, I know this guy's not a Secret Service agent. Like, I, I can tell by what he's wearing and what the fuck he's doing and, like, how erratic he is. Now, did he look homeless? No. Yeah. Did not look homeless. Uh, he's, like, a kid in his 20s, maybe, like, light gray or white shirt and some sweatpants or dark color pants. Yeah. So, he and, gets in the car. And it was snowing outside, right? No, no. It was cold, but it wasn't snowing. But uh, I'm just driving him the road. So, yeah, he gets in the car. He tells me all this shit. So, I'm driving. He tells me he's a secret service agent. They pissed himself. He kept repeating, like, it's not worth losing your life over. Like, don't say a word. <laughs> so. And you didn't see a gun? He pulled it up. So, you saw it? In the street, yeah. He pulled you it up and showed me gun. the gun and gotcha. pointed at the car. Yeah, he pulled up his shirt and, like, pointed. So, I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I'm getting kidnapped. Like, I, whatever. So, he gets in the car. Yeah, all that. And then he's like, make a right at the light. So I go make a right. He's like, your own people will turn on you. Like, says, yeah, said that. And then one more time, he said, looked at the stop sign. He's like, you're going to drop me at the stop sign. You're going to turn. And you're not going to look back. And I was like, you don't have to tell me twice. So he gets out the car. I fucking make the turn, keep my head down. And later, I was telling my dad about it. Like, after I called the police, like, I waited till after I got home from work to call the police, tell him I got all that shit. But, I was talking to my dad about it. He's like, is that, why? I, like, that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. 
It's like, I've been around guns before and people running up in parties, shit like that. But this is the scariest. He's like, oh, scared him when he fell asleep driving. And I was like, yeah. He's like, why is that? And I was like, it's because I could have did everything right. He still could have shot me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like, I laugh about it now. I got like, it's a story I have. Yeah. But I, when I was in the car, he didn't put his seatbelt on. So I was like, oh, I'm going to drive into a fucking pole or a brick wall. <laughs> and this man's going to go flying out the fucking window. Hopefully. You know? <laughs> uh, that's what I was hope- like thinking. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I was thinking if he pulled, did pull the gun out, I would just like chop him or punch him in the throat. Mm-hmm. Like, so hopefully he'd be choking and I could fight him for the gun if I had to. But I didn't have to. And I would have much rather him just like carjack me than like get out the fucking car, give me the car. Because then I could at least like call the police and then went home. Whereas this shit happened. He's sitting there with a fucking gun. You know what I mean? Like, Jay-Z yeah. said it best. This ain't a movie, dog. This ain't a movie. But yeah, no, nah, that, that was probably the scariest things ever happened to me. Yeah. No, that's terrifying. I think when you told me that story the first time, I missed the part about the gun. Because I don't remember there being a gun. When you told me that the first time, I was like, why the fuck can you just kick him out? I thought it was like, yeah, no, just he, a crazy dude that nah, ran nah, up on dude, you. That's yeah. wild. I didn't know he had a gun. Yeah, no, he had a gun. And then people, uh, I, I did call the police that came out and talked to me, and they didn't believe me. They, they were like, or at least it didn't seem like it. That's wild. They were like looking for holes in my story the whole time. And then they yeah, were. Yeah, I remember you told me that. I remember that. they asked me straight up. They were like, all right, be honest with us. Are you sure this wasn't a drug deal going bad for you? Like you weren't trying to buy weed or Coke on your way to work? And I was just like, no. Like, no. I, I told you I got to be at work at four or working TV. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, got to be there at four. I leave the house at 3 30 because it takes me half hour to get there. Why would I stop? Mm hmm. And they were, he just, I don't remember what he said, but I was just like, no. And then, uh, yeah, they caught the guy, but I don't know what happened after that. So they did end up catching him. Well, that's good. One less scumbag on the road. We need less of those in D.C. Yeah, they wanted me to go to court, and I was like, every, they never kept me up to date. They'd call me, like, the night before court and be like, oh, are you coming to trial tomorrow? I'd be like, I wouldn't answer because I wouldn't know the number and then I'd get the message I'd have to like text him or call him back and like no I'm not coming like I'm out of town or like no one has told me about this I'm not coming I can't take off work like so so he's back out on the street because Jake didn't testify so everybody keep your windows rolled up and watch out for a secret service agent but not, piss on the front of his but pants. he admitted to it oh he told the detective told me that when he called me he called me and was like yeah we caught him he admitted to doing it he admitted to being coked up hadn't slept in three days and in my head, I'm like, I don't know anyone that's get, that gets coked up and just says, oh, let me go kidnap a person for two minutes. Like, the dude wasn't in my car that long, but it was still kind of still pretty fucking scary. No, it's terrifying. Who knows what the fuck is going through people's minds when they're on benders like that? He's not even, yeah, he's not even from this county. He's from the next, he's from the other county over. It's the crazy part. I mean, should you make it sound like he's from another world? Well, like PG, like <laughs> it's it's a drive away. You know what I mean? Like oh, so you're saying? He could, I mean, he could have took the bus, bro, in the metro. There's ways to get around. Could have like, got an Uber. Like Aspen Hill to from fucking PG County somewhere. I don't know. He's partying, bro. The three three a.m. You're making it sound like he's from Asia. He wanted like a free Uber, bro. That's what he treated me as. <laughs> treated me as a free Uber. The first white person he saw is like, I'm pulling this crack over. Oh, somebody calling me. Well, that's our cue to wrap things up. On that note, Jake's tale was terrifying. I have nothing that even compares to it. I mean, I've fallen asleep at the wheel, but who hasn't done that? Uh, I wanted to talk about going bad on The Rock. 
But I'm going to save that for next week. I'm going to tease y'all with that. Because The Rock sells a lot of products. And I love The Rock. But I had to unfollow him. And I'm going to tell you why. Something very specific he posted that upset me. There's 700,000 podcasts being posted every single week. But you chose this one. And maybe you chose some other ones. But this is one of them. So much love to you for that. Jake, you got anything else for the people? No, I think I'm good for the week. You can get at me at the Jack Sage on Twitter if you want to ask me anything. Yeah, for that matter, if you have any questions for the podcast, go to Real Spiel Pod on Instagram. That's R E A L S P I E L Pod. The Jack Sage on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter because I don't need that uh, hate and uh, volatility in my life. Twitter's crazy, it's pretty vile. But y'all aren't. Y'all are great people. So, peace out. Back with an attitude. Buying out the bar because I feel like it's shit I gotta prove. Last year the cash hit told me my car was net approved. Now I'm tipping the server hundreds to show my gratitude. Easy. Told you I'd be back, baby. Guess you ain't believe me. Now I'm living just like them niggas you see on TV. VIP feel like this club ought to thank me. I hit the bar so y'all can see me ball. HD. It's cost me a lot. <laughs> Big chains. Big whips with wood grains. It's cost me a lot. My God, watch make mama think someone might rob. It's cost me Fast a lot. Life into the gaslight. Got the type of shit you couldn't get at half price. It's Look, but don't touch, motherfucker, think twice. It's cost me a lot. Now, I don't love no material thing, but I'm in love with the feelings they bring. I got them like that. Somebody get the pilot and asses the plane ready The handle all the way on my shoulders, we taking off Don't wanna meet a Leah, but yet I can't take it off Cause how I'm supposed to shine right without the proper plane Remember when I did a show at Waka Flocka Flame Felt naked cause the boy rocked about a thousand chains Guess we rock a lot of ice cause we got a lot of pain That's 500 years of swelling, I'm trying to tell him Jacob the jeweler is cooler now that he a felon Jake put a stamp on a nigga but wouldn't mail him If he couldn't sell him, so what that tell him, huh? My chain heavy and my bitches look very thorough Must be the money light down with the jerry curl White range, call that motherfucker Larry Bird I got him hanging on the A-word It's cost me a lot Big chains, big whips with wood grains It's cost me a lot My God, watch make mama think someone might rob It's cost me a lot life into the gaslight Got the type of shit you couldn't get at half price Look but don't touch, motherfucker think twice Cost me a lot. I don't love no material thing, but I'm in love with the feelings they bring. I got them like.